0: YoMTG TAPS is proudly sponsored by CoolstuffInc.com, where you can find cool stuff in stock every day. Use promo code YO5 to get 5% off your next order. YoMTG TAPS is also sponsored by CardHorder.com, our go-to source for magic online singles. Be sure to check out the Card Loan Program, a flexible, affordable way to play many decks online. Everybody and welcome to another episode of Yo MTG Taps. I'm Joey Pasco,
1: and I'm Big Bighead Joe, recording live from Southern Methodist University in the conference room.
0: Yeah, uh, so the the Pioneer announcement Monday was later than we expected, so we had to delay our recording to today, which is Wednesday, um, so we have a lot to talk about. We always have a lot to talk about. That was kind of the point when we decided to release episodes every two weeks, so that we would always have a lot to talk about. So um, That's right. I think what we're going to do, we're just going to hit our three main formats now uh, in, in reverse order, I meaning, you know, oldest format first being... Modern and then we're going to talk about Pioneer And then we're going to talk about Standard Which is
1: technically the newest format yes. But I know what you meant by y- that
0: Yeah, card age, not actual <laughs> right. format age Because right. Standard is the oldest, of course <laughs> it's, it's reversed from that uh, Anyway, um that's not even reversed, but whatever. You get what I'm saying. Um, so before we jump into our topics, though, we do want to, as always, shout out our new patrons. Uh, we had two new patrons this this uh, this time around. We have Bill yes. Barnes, yeah, uh, Bill Barnes, and John Farrow. Thanks to you both so much for your support of the show, and uh, welcome to to the Discord. Love having you both in there, and we've already been you know chatting for a couple of weeks now, I think, because both both of these guys. Um, Joined shortly after last episode so They did um, Very cool um, I have uh, uh, Also obviously if if You want to support us we have a Patreon There's a link in the show notes check it out um, Do we- We're, we're going to be working on some more um, uh, Levels of it So that we can give you all more Than just like stickers And access to a discord but we did make it So that any patron has access to the discord and I think any patron gets stickers now, so you know we just we just really want y'all to to you know be included in our in our little group.
1: Um, it's fun. It is. It, our little group has always been and always will until the end.
0: Exactly. Um, so uh, next announcement that I wanted to make, which was kind of um, something that came about about a week and a half ago, uh, but it's
1: seemingly out of nowhere because I don't. I mean, like I was surprised because I don't. I don't. I don't remember you talking about. I mean, I remember nope. us talking about stuff before.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I I really never, I didn't mention it partly because, you know, you get ideas for things and you figure like, is this really going to happen? You know, am I really going to make this happen? And I just decided to just do it. It was, uh, you know, done is, or yeah, done is better than perfect is kind of how I looked at it. Right. Like, uh, so I decided I've been thinking about t-shirt designs for a long time and not just t-shirts, but you know, whatever apparel, but mainly t-shirts, just kind of like fun, magic related shirts um, of like random References to things that, uh, that Magic players would get But maybe that doesn't Isn't obviously a Magic the Gathering shirt It's kind of like I wanted things that I would wear That are a little more subtle um, And uh, so I decided I'm going to just you know Write down some ideas I've been filling up a note, notepad file for months And, um, and on uh, About a week and a half ago I, I debuted uh, Draw Go Designs I didn't put a lot of thought into the name, but it felt like it fit, so, <laughs> so that's what I went with.
1: It's appropriate for a Joey Pasco uh, apparel shop, for sure. Yeah,
0: yeah. so it, it makes sense. Um, you can check out... Uh, check it out we'll put a link in the show notes right now we've got yo mtg tap shirts for all of you uh listeners and um a couple different versions of tap shirts that that we have one is uh our sticker in our main logo that's just ymtgt then we have the full yo mtg taps make them have it kind of logo and yeah. then we've got you know just something i thought was mildly amusing which is keep calm and make them have it so that was <laughs> just kind of thought it was funny and made it available so the thing is this is through a site called spreadshirt uh i make the designs i upload them and they handle the rest which is what how it has to be for me right now i can't really take on more things uh so i don't i don't physically have the shirts if you run into me and want to buy a shirt i love that i will point you to to the website (laughs) to order it yeah um so uh the cool thing with that, though, is really I can come up with a design and create it and just kind of put it out there. So that's why I wouldn't – you know, a design like Keep Calm and Make Them Have It, I may not have ever printed that myself. Like thinking, paid to
1: print it, right, right? Right.
0: I wouldn't have paid to, to order a bunch of shirts and uh, and put that out for sale because I don't know. That's a very niche kind of thing. But since I, there's really no cost to me past designing it, the time I put into the design um, – right. I'm I'm going to be doing this kind of stuff. So we're going to have all kinds of cool stuff. Um, right now, my best sh- seller is a shirt that says elk on it. Um, <laughs> and it is it is a pair of antlers with a little bit of a planeswalker symbol reference in there. And, of course, that's a reference to Oko. Um, it's already sold uh, like half a dozen copies. So that's that's pretty cool. You nice. know, it's just just a couple. You know, it's not a lot, but it's something. I, I, I love it. Uh, Getting out so, of the world. Yeah. So we can move on from that. Check out the I just uh, wanted
1: to point go. out that like. You know when I have ideas that like never actually come to fruition, I put them in my like notepad app on my phone and the and a couple here that I want to just mention real quick are bleed whacker, which is um a, uh, a movie about a killer uh, Weed whacker um, Cletus DMX which is uh, D- There's a DMX song where he's listing off all these Different girls but then there's also a clip Of Cletus the slack yokel from The Simpsons uh, introducing all his kids And they'll come out on the porch and I kind of want to put DMX's music saying all the Girls as the kids are coming out on the porch And uh, from the flop house to the Chop house which I don't know what the hell that means But um,
0: it rhymes Yeah so that's, there you go that's all you need
1: Yeah so that, so yeah so Fortunately, you actually have a, uh, an outlet for your uh, ideas. Um, I just have my own thoughts, which are uh, tentative at best.
0: Well, okay, it's a little trickier to it's a little trickier to, to manifest those ideas uh, than just coming up with designs and making them in Photoshop like I'm doing so. Um,
1: Where's the reef?
0: Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so now into our actual topics. Um, we're going to kick off with Modern, which I feel like Modern has almost, I don't want to say it's like disappeared, but everybody is so hyped for Pioneer that people aren't really talking that much about Modern lately. Um, but there was a breakout deck in in Atlanta. Um, it actually kind of debuted the week earlier. Uh, Team Lotus Box, Zan Syed won his regionals with it and then going into Atlanta. There were 22 copies of Oko in the top eight of Atlanta four copies of simic Wurza, this is the deck i'm talking about it's basically an urza deck with oko it's urza mid-range um yeah and uh even though the event was won by grixis death shadow which has come back into the format after kind of being uh far under the radar for i don't know like a year two years it's it feels like it it really wasn't a presence uh for a while but uh i but think that's one of the it, coolest things about modern it is. It's great. Decks I love will it.
1: D- drop off for months, and then they're like all of a sudden it's the best deck again. Like right, pretty fun.
0: Yeah, and I think what it was was like humans became like a really really powerful deck, and that deck is a nightmare for Grixis Death Shadow. So Grixis Death Shadow falls off, and then all these decks come out uh, lately that are kind of putting humans you know suppressing the humans deck and so Cause death, humans, was, yeah because
1: there was nothing actually banned from humans no. right like no like, it's just a so, metagame so, you know yeah exactly so i mean it's a wide enough card pool where you know the metagame kind of has the, the resources to adjust to a deck like humans now it did it took a little while you know yeah. what i mean and it took some new cards coming out right to make that happen exactly but it happened You know, so there was nothing because people were at one point going, oh, humans ban something from humans, you know, and then like it was like, or wait it out. And here comes another deck that's going to push it back down, you know, like tier one point five, you know? Yeah,
0: exactly. But just for a little while, I mean, I I really just think that's one of the beautiful things about modern to me is that the format does uh, change so often and you really can build a deck and stick with it and yes it's not going to be the best deck all the time so if you're a person that always wants to play the best deck you're going to have to jump around but if you're a person right. who likes to be a specialist in a certain archetype modern is a is just the format i think and you you know your deck can can evolve as new cards come about but um but generally you you are you probably have a hundred well, i don't want to say a hundred cards but but like you can probably have a box full of physically 100 cards. You know, you'd have a play set of a bunch of stuff and then just right. kind of change, you know, swap in some cards all the time. I always used to joke about like Patrick Sullivan having a Tinder box because I know he had like a box of just red cards and he would just mm-hmm. build whatever mono red deck for whatever format. He just had all the playable red cards in that box. I have um, a,
1: a box like that for standard. It's it's strictly non-blue.
0: Yeah, it's just everything that's not blue there, you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So anyway, uh, I, I'm excited about this this Urza deck myself. This is the deck I'm I'm kind of building. I know I was talking about the Ascendancy deck. I'm sort of just on the uh, on the Urza roller coaster at the moment myself because right. I want to play Urza. I want to play Emery, and there are multiple shells that you can do that in. And uh, but I also kind of want to play Oko. So this is kind of why I'm landing in the same place um, as as I see this deck and I'm like, wow, this is kind of like. Everything I wanted to play in Modern Because before this it was like I want to play Urza and Emery And so I'll play like the, the Paradoxical Outcome version uh, with, with or without Jeskai Ascendancy but also i'm like i like mystic sanctuary and Oko and this sam black deck this salt eye control deck with mystic sanctuary just looks so much fun and i, I basically lotus box they just shoveled the deck together <laughs> and, and made <laughs> made a mid-range deck that plays urza emery Oko, cryptic command mystic sanctuary you know like all the cards that i wanted to play anyway so um uh, it, it's exciting um so that that's kind of like where i am on on modern right now but um the format itself is kind of out of the spotlight at the moment um, because of, of Pioneer. But um, right. b- b- before we jump into that, I think one thing I just was thinking about, the thing with modern – we talk a lot, I mean, in every format about bannings, but Modern gets that kind of talk a lot because they are a little more aggressive with, with the ban list. And people say things like, you know, um, ban Mox Opal and ban Urza and, you know, ban Primeval Titan maybe, or, you know, whatever it is, it's, it's ban this card, ban this card. Well, they did. They banned all those cards and they called it Pioneer. <laughs> That's basically what they did. At this point, Pioneer is essentially Modern without many of the the top cards ban arkham's astrolab right like (laughs) ban Death shadow all these cards these cards that people have complained about uh ancient stirrings banned you know it's not banned it's just not legal but essentially they banned it um so if you really love modern except you hate all the top cards pioneer is the format (laughs) for you
1: You want to play a crappier version of a fun and diverse format? No, uh, that's, that's another way to interpret that statement. But not crappy, I know that's not how you meant it. Less if you wanted powerful. to be, right, right, and I, and, I, and I actually do like that. I like the fact that Pioneer is uh, like a powered-down version of Modern. I mean, this is right. the same conversation we had eight years ago or whatever when Modern came out. Is that yeah. Modern was like a powered-down legacy? You exactly. Know? But we've had that much time pass between the two. Um, that there are enough sets to make something like Pioneer. Absolutely. So pretty, pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, so, um, you know, we didn't get to talk about Pioneer too much because we recorded the day they announced it. Um, right. Our last episode. So, uh, the general thought process, I think, going into Pioneer with a wide open format, and Sam Black, I think, put it really well. Basically, uh, if you don't think something in your Pioneer deck needs to be banned, you're not trying hard enough. Like, the, the victory condition at this point in the format is getting a card banned. If you don't think <laughs> your deck will do that, build a new deck. Related, how to build a Pioneer deck. One, find a card you think should be banned. Two, prove it. <laughs> so I, I really liked that kind of way of putting it, and, um, and I think he's right. And we actually saw a couple bans the other day. Yeah. Um, they, they did say they're going to be very aggressive with the bans. And the three cards that they hit on Monday, late afternoon, uh, were Felidar Guardian out of the basically Splinter Twin combo deck. It's it's Saheeli, Rai, and Felidar Guardian. Mm -hmm. Um, And then Leyline of Abundance, which was kind of, I would say it, it was surprising because I'm sure when Pioneer was announced, no one was thinking one of the first cards banned will be Leyline of Abundance. I had to look... Up leyline of abundance to see what it did, uh, but uh, leyline of abundance was was banned because of its power in the uh, in the mono green devotion decks, the Nykthos decks. Yep. Um, and then we had Oath of Nyssa, which to me was a little out of nowhere. But I do understand what they're going with Oath of Nyssa being a way to not only be a one mana uh, way to provide consistency which they, they don't like in Modern. They don't give us Ponder in Modern, and this is the Green Ponder, as some people like to call it. they
1: do it. give you Once Upon a Time, but anyway. They
0: do, right, well, we'll talk about that in a second. Um, uh, and, and it also, here's the thing about Oath of Nyssa that I kind of overlooked um, is the fact that it really kind of fixes your mana. You know, it's, it allows you to play Planeswalkers for any color of mana, and they banned the Fetchlands... Right away, and part of that was because they didn't want the mana to be so easy. And so, if you're going to play a a card on turn one that now lets you play any planeswalker, (laughs) like for any color of mana, um, that is something that that they don't want. So, I I do understand that. And it helps
1: your devotion account.
0: Yes, it of course helps the the devotion count. So, that's for the mono green deck. But of course, the the Sahili Felidar combo deck was essentially. Also, doing that. It was, it's weird. So, I, I do have like a list here of like some of the early best decks. And uh, what I wrote down next to Sahili Felidar decks was uh, it's like Simic Splashing Boros for Sahili and Felidar Guardian. But that's kind of what it was. Like, you look at these lists and they were like blue blue green decks. And then they'd have like red to cast Sahili Rai, maybe some Wild Slash or Harness Lightning, maybe. Um, and white for Teferi to protect their combo. And cast Felidar Guardian. <laughs> it was really like, it's a blue green deck, just splashing, splashing Boros. So, uh, I, I think that the interesting thing. That, that doesn't sound
1: like the format that the, that wizards wanted when they made this. Right. Based on the, the original ban list of yeah, the Fetchlands.
0: Exactly. They're like, we don't want mana to be so easy. Oh, first first best deck is four color. <laughs> so, right. so, something's up. Um,
1: or this deck, uh, that, uh, Lawson's Andy. Yeah, uh, Talk Jeff about Sandy's that. son five would with uh, during the first uh, data dump that we got.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, it's a bring the light deck, which I honestly I don't really understand bring the light that much. I mean, I understand it's a five mana spell that lets you search for something and play it for free, mm-hmm. uh, which you know is pretty good. But what I'm confused about here is that it lets you. It's creature, enchantment, or something else, or, or artifact, right? Or something like that. Uh, It's not Planeswalker, though. And this is a very, like, Planeswalker-heavy deck. It's like a Super Friends list, essentially. Yeah. It was running Oath of Nyssa. Right. Although, um, I believe I saw on Facebook, he said that um, at first he wasn't running Oath of Nyssa and that he doesn't feel like the deck ultimately needs it. Mm hmm But but obviously, you know, it was an important engine uh, when he 5-0'd with it.
0: Sure. Yeah, and it looks like he was, he's it's also like an energy. He's got like an energy element of it. Um but really like so he's got Aether Hub in the deck. And uh I am looking for other energy cards and I'm like where why is Aether Hub in the deck? And I'm,
1: Well, it's a mana it's mana fixing.
0: It's and that's it. Yeah, that's that's kind of crazy. I was going to say he's got he's got to have something to take advantage of that energy and it's really kind of uh you know, it doesn't look like anything. I'm looking at the list right now. Um yeah, no no energy cards that I see. Uh, so, yeah, just the mana fixing. Interesting. Um, but, yeah, very, very cool to see a deck like this. And, really, there are tons of cool decks right now in Pioneer. Um, but the the ones that got hit first with the bans are, the like we mentioned, Monogreen Devotion. Um, so, the thing... We were talking about that over the weekend a little bit in the Discord because I saw someone playing in a, a Modern Challenge tweeting about how they felt like they were playing Vintage. Um, they had something, uh, I don't know if it was like 20 mana on turn two or something like that. They played yeah, like a... wild. It wild. It was completely unreasonable. Um, and I think that person, they went undefeated, won the challenge, and then tweeted, please ban Nykthos or Leyline. <laughs> and so that's right. what Wizards did, right? Uh, I think once this deck kind of started to get a, a foothold, and... You know, I talk about the, uh, the person who wanted to go
1: ahead. I'm no, sorry. That deck builder apparently took Sam Black's words to
0: heart. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. And, and this deck, I mean, it wasn't just, this person wasn't the first person I saw playing it. In fact, most people I think saw it, um, from Todd Anderson who XO'd the PTQ until the finals when he lost to Simic Nexus. So he basically went, he ran the table with this deck. It was so powerful that his only bad matchup he faced in the finals. And really, you know, right. he was, if you, he was streaming it. <laughs> he was streaming the finals and he's like, I, this, this stinks, you know, like I have all these viewers and this is so exciting. It's been, been exciting to, to take this deck through the tournament, but he's like, I have no, this is a bad matchup. Like I have no chance here. Like he's, he, he you know, he's trying, but a deck that plays a bunch of fogs and then just, and, and then just casts you know nexus over and over again. That's a very bad matchup for a creature deck. Um, yeah. So uh, unfortunately, Todd did not win the PTQ, but um, but he did show the power level of this deck. And uh, yeah, I think so. So I was not surprised to see something from this deck banned. I, you know, I think a lot of people might have thought Nixos, um, that player who uh, their name escapes me. Unfortunately, I did tweet at them, um, and they they did say that Leyline was. Um, it, I think I tweeted that I, I thought Nykthos might get hit, and he wrote back that, uh, that Leyline might even be a better choice. So uh, obviously Wizards agreed, so I'm not surprised, or I wasn't surprised, to see that deck get hit. And I definitely—go ahead.
1: Sorry, Nykthos is generally like a pretty fun card, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, and you have to really like build your deck— around making it work um mm-hmm. but then when you have something that's just going to really like abuse it i mean i guess you got to cut that you know yeah um we'll see like if anything else we'll see what the dominance of that deck looks like in a couple weeks you know sure. what i mean um but th- uh but i'm glad that they left nikthos alone because it is a really cool card to build around you know i agree
0: and and it's also it's not just for one deck you know it's it's for one style of deck but um right. But really, you know, yeah, mono green could play it. Mono black is playing it. You know, there are mono right. black devotion decks there. You know, all the you mono... have a big
1: red deck, right? You know?
0: So there are a lot of uses for Nykthos that can benefit completely other strategies uh, outside of mono green. So I'm glad I, I would have chosen Leyline if that were the, the choice. I agree with that entirely. And also, there's right. a chance they want devotion to be a thing in Pioneer because we've got Theros. Uh, Back from the dead Or whatever Coming up I can never <laughs> Remember the name Of this set, Theros set <laughs> Um But anyway Theros uh, unbound Yeah Theros To the f- future I don't know Um <laughs> So Theros secret of the use That's That's the one Um But yeah So we have Theros coming up Which was where Nick those
1: Beyond death
0: That's it Beyond death Not back from the dead That sounds like a terrible name Um so Thero's beyond death coming out, and devotion uh, likely to to show up there, and I think that might be part of it too. That could certainly play a part in them wanting to kind of allow devotion decks time to breathe in Pioneer and are you maybe saying that, some that, some enablers. What's that?
1: Are you, are you saying that Wizards bases bannings on uh, marketing?
0: Yes. Hmm.
1: <laughs> Who would have thought?
0: <laughs> and I, uh, on that topic, I think that's why they went with Oath of Nyssa over Once Upon a Time, because Once Upon a Time is in their most recent marquee set, and it's still in print, and they're trying to sell it. So they're, they're going to go, well, maybe Once Upon a Time in a vacuum is, is preferable to, you know, or is maybe a better choice to ban than Oath of Nyssa but uh, it's close enough that we will let this balance the scale, or let, let this tip the scale, uh, the fact that Oath of Nyssa is an old card and Once Upon a Time is a new card. So I, I could see Once Upon a Time still being on that watch list, though. Uh, oh,
1: man, I, wizards, I can't believe you lack money, too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> the other deck being uh, that, that got hit, the the Felidar uh, Guardian deck, I don't think anybody was really surprised at that because... They First of all, Felidar Guardian was banned in Standard, so you kind of already think anything banned in Standard is going to be a little riskier uh, in Pioneer, like as far as a risky card to to hang your hat on and, and not expect it to be banned. Um, they don't want Splinter Twin in Modern. They certainly don't want it in in Pioneer. <laughs> so, right. Um, that kind of was no surprise to me, especially when you started seeing people actually succeeding with it especially in a four color deck that really wasn't Did they ever Go ahead.
1: I'm sorry I keep cutting you off. Did they ever ban it in standard? I don't remember. They banned
0: Feldar Guardian. Yeah.
1: And No, it, I'm talking about Splinter Twin.
0: Oh, Splinter Twin. You know what? I don't think they did, but I don't think Splinter the, the combo piece was there in standard. Um, oh No, it
1: was. It was uh Splinter Twin and the um, and, and the creature. Yeah, no, So
0: Pestermite was not with Splinter Twin, right? Cuz It De- wasn't
1: Pestermite. Deceiver it was Exide? the um,
0: Yes. Okay. Um, trying to remember So Deceiver XR came out in New Phyrexia Yeah, you know what? It might have been available in Standard But it just didn't come together It's hard to remember now No, i
1: played against it in Standard all the time remember, okay. I remember um, a certain unnamed oh, I know jerk face yeah. uh, Used to play it all the time um, And uh, yeah, and I hated it It was made me miserable Yeah, it so- didn't
0: dominate I guess maybe that's kind of what I'm thinking I know it was a deck And I think maybe it was... It was a deck for not that long before a rotation, is my guess. Because think Deceiver Arc came out in New Phyrexia, which was the springtime set. So by the time—so if if that deck came together, which I think um, nobody was, like, sitting there with Splinter Twin. Like, let's wait until something like Pester Mike gets printed again, and we're going to have the whole deck just together right out the gate. Like, I think it took a little little bit of time for the deck to actually come together. And then by then, it's just, like, it's summertime. Uh, Rotation is— you know two months away three months away just leave it um i could be wrong but i'm pretty sure there was no no banning of anything in splinter twin uh while it was in standard um but yeah so that was that was no surprise um and yeah i think that that's the those are the three cards i i I was more surprised by oath um i really felt like Obviously, I kind of talked about it in the Discord, and it was frustrating to me because I I was deliberately buying cards in Pioneer or buying cards for Pioneer that I thought were safe. The only risky card I bought was Smuggler's Copter. I thought, this might be safe. I'll take a risk. I'll, I'll go ahead and take a chance on it. But everything else I bought I felt was pretty safe, and Oath of Nyssa was one of them. And uh, so I was, I was caught off guard. I didn't expect that. And uh, you were
1: very, you were very enthusiastic about it.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I, I did say this in the Discord too. Um, I, my issue at the time was less about Oath of Nyssa and more about like why are they rushing to ban cards that, uh, that only look like they could be a problem. I thought if they on Monday afternoon if they had come out with Leyline, and, and Fell at our Guardian, and that's it. That's fine. Those two cards, those, those are in two decks that are dominating. Start with that. If you are thinking about Oath of Vanessa, wait a week. See what happens. Like, <laughs> but um, I also understand, and this is another part of the equation here that I have to recognize, um, Wizards released this format, and I think their thought process was this is basically just going to be on Moto. For for the next couple of months So we we can kind of Just manage this How we want And it's not really Going to affect Anything major But when you combine that With the fact that Standard is in the place That it's in And
1: What place is that Joey? uh, mm.
0: (laughs) Mmm Not a good place Uh, Standard is, uh, is Not attractive format To play right now So you have Tournament series Like Nerd Rage Gaming Over the weekend Um you know they were supposed to have a standard 5K, and they had. Did they ever make? Uh, what's that?
1: Did we ever get a follow through on that? Did they oh ever yeah. make?
0: Yeah, yeah. So, so they were supposed to have a standard 5K. They had two players sign up for it. Literal right. two players. That's crazy. Now, of course, 20 more players could have showed up at the door. 50 more players could have showed up at the door. That's still like low attendance for a 5K. Um, but what happened was players reached out and said, "You know, we'd love this to be Pioneer," and they switched it to Pioneer. And it was... They ran it. So they had a Pioneer, you know, kind of a major Pioneer event uh, in paper over the weekend. Um, And then they had... uh, Then Star City announces, hey, we have this Invitational coming up in December. Nobody wants to play Standard. We're going to swap out Standard and make it Pioneer. And that... I think that's awesome. That's like the right way to look at things. Um, If Standard's not popular, adapt. You know, (laughs) pivot. Um... And, and that's basically what happened here. But Wizards, I think, got caught by surprise. Uh, and now they're under a lot more pressure to manage this format more aggressively because, oh, no, we have these paper events coming up. You know, this is, Star City is probably the biggest event or big, biggest tournament series outside of, uh, outside of Wizards' official tournament series Definitely in, in the United States And I would say the world Because I, I don't really know of any uh, Analog to Star City Outside of the United States That has like a, a tournament series That gets as many viewers Now of course that's I'm <laughs> United States Or that States, tours Yeah that tours That does this kind of thing So I mean I don't know I, I don't know Yeah forgive me for not being aware of it That is part of Let the, us
1: know if there are any I'd love to check them out
0: Sure yeah So so I'm thinking Star City Is, is one of the biggest tournament series that exists and if they're turning their event into modern and coming up in in like six weeks or whenever the invitational is i'm pretty sure it's december um actually wait it's mid-november i'm sorry it's like next week i'm thinking of something else that must be in december i'm thinking of maybe one of the scg content i don't know anyway it's coming up even sooner so wizards has this pressure to to make this format like uh, a good format that fast now they they're gonna do their best, I'm sure, but that's the reason. My, my big question on Monday was, "What's the rush?" And I think that's the rush.
1: But I see, I uh, I have to disagree with you. Okay. I don't I don't think that they're under pressure to make this a good format because if uh, if they needed to make it a good if like, if it was a bad format, there wouldn't be any desire to play it. Like
0: standard. Oh, sure, sure. So sure. I
1: think that their pressure is more on them to fix standard. Than to make Pioneer better I think this initial round of bannings is all we need I say leave it for the next couple of weeks Let these two, like What were the results of that tournament? Do we have results from the one that
0: happened? Oh, the, the paper tournament? Um, yeah You know what, I know
1: Because those were pre ban then
0: Try, Yeah, they were pre-banned I'm trying to remember what won And I can't remember I, Well, anyway Yeah
1: But it already happened um, And there was already enough desire to play the format That they made that tournament on like two days notice Um Whereas, you know, the Invitational, we got a couple more weeks. Um, these are people who are already qualified for this tournament. So it's not just like a bunch of randos, you know, no offense to the randos, including myself, who show up for GPs and stuff and like, and, and, and opens. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But like, you have people who have already earned the right to be there, who, you know, by definition would be more advanced players. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like that's the best place to just let, them brew and let them play because again the desire's there you know you don't need to create the desire by molding the format into what you think um it should look like because the players are playing you know when you step away from a format that's when you got a problem that's when you got something to fix um so i disagree i don't think that there's any pressure on them uh to ban anything and i actually would rather they didn't, just because I would like to see what um, some of the top players in the country do with the format with a pretty small ban list. You yeah. know what I mean?
0: Well, certainly agree with you. I, I don't want them to just ban for the sake of, of banning. Like I, I don't. It was I don't know what analogy I use, but it's like going to the doctor and being like, you know, my arm hurts, and they'll be like, well, we'll amputate it because it really could be gangrene. You know, <laughs> It might get infected. You know, it's kind of like, well, wait a second. Hold I could have just banged it on the door doorway coming in. Like I don't know, something stupid. Like right, really, right. don't don't just cut things off when they're just potentially an issue. Um, but uh, yeah, so I don't expect any bans this coming Monday because now that they've already hit us with three, and they're only you know they've got a week worth of uh, of data to to work with next Monday. Um, at lunch, apparently, because that's when they make these decisions. Um, <laughs> Monday lunches, um, right? They will be. Uh, I, I think we're safe from any bannings right now. Um, also, this weekend is the, is the Mythic Championship, so I think a lot of attention is going to be elsewhere. You know, on on things other than Pioneer um, over this week. Now, of course, I'm. They have different employees that probably do different things, but just saying, um, I think uh, I think that. The fact that we've got a, a standard Mythic Championship coming up is really going to give us a little respite from any bannings this coming Monday. The, the important thing is, um, I do believe this Monday is the last uh, banning announcement prior to the SCG Invitational. Now that I remember cool. it's mid-November, that lines right. up. Um, <laughs> so, so all the players playing in the Invitational really... Like I'm sure would love to hear Monday morning when they go. You know what? We haven't gone to lunch yet, but no Mannings and Pioneer. <laughs> Something like that. Get that announcement out as soon as possible because players need to test, and uh, right. and I think you know they have to keep that in mind. But you know they're gonna do what they do um, for real.
1: And if anyone's like curious, like everyone's been trying to search for an answer why like. These bannings seem way more erratic. Like, Felidar Guardian, totally not banned. And then two days later, oh yeah, never mind, banned. You know? Like, all these, like, it's like a slew of bannings, a slew of, like, really powerful cards. Coming out that some people feel are too powerful, um, I just want to remind everyone use this use with this information and infer from this information what you will. But I just want to remind everyone that the first recreational marijuana shops opened in Washington State on July eighth two thousand fourteen. <laughs> so just just use with use that information however you choose to. I'm not implying anything. I'm just informing you about the history of Washington State.
0: Yeah. Um, Correlation and causation. You know, there's a thing. Yeah there
1: not always a thing but you know if you think it is maybe it is um (laughs) so uh anyway what is this arena ravings what do you mean
0: well uh, just before that i I do want (laughs) to mention so right now what i think are the top decks right now in in pioneer i think simic nexus is the deck to beat because not only did it win that ptq uh online it didn't lose anything it's still it's got it's it's basically a port from previous standard right but it gets thing in the ice it gets dig through time which is incredible to find your nexus you know you you we we would play tamio and be like look at the top four or whatever <laughs> and dig through times look at the top seven um and then you get other like cards to answer uh to answer like you have like a Cyclonic Rift, which is kind of like another Fog or an effect that's just going to delay the outcome of the game. Um, Supreme Will you get, which is a counterspell or a, a way to dig for another Nexus. So this deck I feel like is super powerful um, and can end the game quickly with Thing in the Ice, which I like, unlike some of the, the Nexus decks that we saw in Standard, Um and yeah, it's got Wilderness Reclamation. I mean, it is really like looking at an old standard deck that made some room for Thing in the Ice, Dig Through Time, Cyclonic Rift and Supreme Will. Like I think the deck is really powerful. Uh and I wouldn't be surprised to see Nexus banned before this format really is is set. Um the uh sure. Go ahead.
1: Oh, I'm just saying, I mean, it's pretty miserable to play against. Yeah, at least though, um, with Thing
0: in the Ice, it's maybe not as bad. It's kind of like <laughs> Oh, I see. You're gonna you cat you flipped your thing in the ice you're attacking me you're taking three turns in a row okay i'm dead like it's not it's not the nightmare yeah, at least there's an
1: actual win condition in it and yeah. not just uh, let's see if you can concede yeah before you die exactly like physically die um yeah
0: um i do think there are a lot more answers for it in pioneer so maybe they'll let it sure. go for longer but we'll see um we'll see yeah, the
1: other, I mean, and I like the "we'll see" method right now. You know, I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm saying like we'll see. Let's see if it becomes dominant. Let's see if it's unbeatable. Yeah. Let's just not have one week of like one deck doing really well, not even giving the format time to adjust to that, and then just going and throwing bannings at it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Too soon, but uh, but again, I think that the, I think that the the bannings they did were uh, minimal and reasonable, and. Um, and I get it, and I and, I, and I, I support it so far. But okay, you did it, you did it. Now now back off, <laughs> right. you know, like back off. let it be.
0: And Keep in mind, like like the Mono Green Devotion deck still does have Nykthos. You can still play that deck. It's just not the ridiculous oh, yeah. behemoth of a deck that it was before. Um, it's still a deck. You can still play eight one-drop accelerators with, like, Elvish Mystic and lanowar Elves. Uh, you can play Gilded Goose if you want. You can play Arboreal Grazer. Like, all kinds of... The Goose of... is loose! Yeah. Oh, the Goose is definitely Sorry. loose. The Goose is even loose and <laughs> Modern. I mean, it's that's that's a big part of that Simic Wurza deck, being able to go Goose mm. into Oko uh, or Goose into uh, early Emery, copy of Emery, because making an artifact... Matters a lot in that deck So playing a turn one Goose Gives you an artifact To enable Metalcraft You know, all that kind of stuff So uh, it helps Mox Opal It helps Emery That's it, it's, wild it's, It is It is nuts It's really, really good And then you kill the like, Goose And the artifact is still there So it still enables I never
1: even thought about The food token and Metalcraft And then when I heard people Talking about it I was like, oh, you're Wow, okay yeah.
0: That's the thing Unbelievable Is like you And, and the, the other thing is because of the way the deck is built, it's not—it's not built around having a repeatable uh, ramp spell like a Lanowar Elf, which every turn you can get a mana out of it. Like, if they kill it and you know bolt the bird or whatever it is you want to—you want to do to the, the accelerator—it um, kind of cuts them off that mana. The thing is, the food token already enables Metalcraft, and you bolt the bird, and the Metalcraft is still enabled. The food token still does something, uh, not only making your Emrys cheaper and your Mox Opals work, but also padding your life total against burn or adding mana when you cast an urza (laughs) so like gilded goose is perfect in that strategy um and that's the thing like you don't need it's like once you get the urza on board you don't need your alana or elf or birds of paradise or anything right like you're not you don't need it it's like right so go ahead You, you know i get one one uh activation of my goose to get an extra mana and then you kill it later like i don't care as long as i get one right. activation out of it fine so um anyway back to <laughs> back to other topics but since we mentioned gilded goose um yeah mono green devotion is still a deck and i still i think people might even think oh it's been nerfed so it's bad so i'm not gonna worry about it and then you can going run over um a Kethis combo is a deck that people were trying to put together and oath of nissa i think was a big part of that and that really kind of hurts that deck because it's a legendary permanent helps fix the mana finds the pieces that you need so that that deck was already a puzzle i think it's going to be uh a little bit more of a puzzle but i do think somebody's going to break it at some point um is it Phoenix is a deck and then that again is kind of it builds itself it looks almost like the standard versions with with some extra options in there you get treasure cruise that's not a bad card um so Yeah. yeah uh the thing with treasure cruise is like it seems that and dig through time both um the the delve cards they don't seem so bad right now like the the fact that we don't have fetch lands makes it work to actually get get things into the graveyard it's a lot more work you have to cast spells so treasure cruise great fit in in the is it phoenix deck um because that deck wants to put things in the graveyard anyway but yeah it's work to do it it's not it's not like modern where it was just you know just by chance everything just goes to the graveyard all the time you got fetch lands all over the place um but that that's a deck um but yeah those are those are the ones that i think right now are poised to be the decks to beat but i think there's a, a good argument for maybe like aggressive and mid range decks to mm-hmm. to start taking over because they don't have to worry about holding up removal to like bolt the bird all the time because otherwise, you know, again, mono green devotion still a deck. I'm not saying saying it's not. I'm not saying you shouldn't bolt the bird, but the uh, but having to hold up removal for a Felidar guardian or a, a one drop accelerator um, is not as important as it was, and so now you can kind of feel like maybe the the aggressive decks outside of um some of the ones we mentioned are going to start showing up and i do I, there's been some really um cool red decks i've seen and in fact i was trying to look and see if i could build it this morning <laughs> to to bring yeah. with me to uh, this weekend to richmond one of the uh some of these just straight up pioneer burn decks with like bow courier soul scar mage monastery swift spear it's like a whole bunch of one drops you get uh smuggler's copter that's the card i really want to play with um that's a deck and that's gonna catch anybody that's slow to start um it's gonna catch them off guard so i I do like that you you should take a look at that i think i haven't
1: had a chance to i will i haven't had a chance to look at anything i've been so busy with school um so i have barely had a chance to play any formats i've been just jamming games of uh thrown draft um, when I have time to play, yeah. uh, and I haven't, had, I haven't really looked at standard. I was going to go to the um, to the PTQ this past weekend, but I was sick, so I wound up skipping it. And I had to study for a test anyway, so I spent twelve hours reading a textbook on Saturday instead, wow. um, which that was really fun, been
0: preferable to playing against Oko decks all day.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, you know, and it's the funniest thing about that is two copies of Oko or two Oko decks made the top eight of that tournament. So, so just uh, from what I. From what I hear, it was all over the place, but um that didn't really like show up in the top eight that well. Yeah. Um it was the it was won the, the the tournament was won by a uh, Rakdos cat combo deck. So the um the cat that the black cat, I don't know what it's called. Uh, Not literally black cat. I, um
0: No I can't the Cauldron Familiar.
1: Is yes, that Cauldron that Familiar that Witch's Oven. <laughs> yeah. Um the um the whatever devil that when you whenever a player sacrifices a permanent uh it deals one damage to any target mm-hmm. um priests of forgotten gods bunch of stuff gutter bones bunch of stuff that i have which i'm very happy about i haven't actually built it but um but i saw it and i was like cool Full four copies of um of uh for um what is it called i don't know uh, passage <laughs> passage
0: uh fabled passage
1: Fabled Passage.
0: Um, <laughs> I'm like, what?
1: Which, as of this uh, conversation, is now $23, sold out um, on StarCityGames.com.
0: Yeah, back when we were uh, saying if you need it for standard, get it. If you don't need it for standard, don't worry about it. That doesn't apply anymore because Pioneer, you will need the Fabled Passage for Pioneer, and I think that's a big uh, factor here in its price tag. But
1: I, but I did say that by the time Theros Beyond Death comes out— the card would hit twenty five bucks. I only—I didn't say it on the podcast, but I said it in our in our Discord. I was like, "This card's going to hit twenty five bucks by the time uh, Theros Beyond Death comes out." And thank you, Pioneer, right. for helping my uh, prediction get closer to reality. Um, but yeah, I'm yeah, glad I sure. got him at ten. Uh, I panicked. I mean, you know, I like literally panicked the moment I saw it hit. Star City games. I was like, I don't know what to do. I knew I can't wait for it to hit cool stuff. I was like, yeah. it's gonna go up in price. <laughs> I need to get four. And I'm like, I don't care if I have a discount, I don't care if the shipping's cheaper. I'm getting them from Star City because I want them ordered now.
0: Right.
1: <laughs> Shout out to our sponsor, that-
0: coolstuffinc.com. No doubt, no doubt. <laughs> where we get most of our singles.
1: <laughs> if they are hey, available. Look, just,
0: Anything. Hey, look,
1: a- you know, I mean, just because we are sponsored doesn't mean we don't shop elsewhere. Right. Well, you- uh, and, you know, SCG was very good to us for years. Absolutely. So, you know, no, always, always a lot, nothing but love and respect for them as well. For sure. Um, uh, so. Um, Okay, now tell me what this arena okay. raving thing is. It's, I'm it's curious. Re- it just says reminder for me on our master file, yeah. and I'm like, I want to know though. Tell me. Now it's a reminder for me to remind you.
0: Okay, it sounds like the, by well, the by the heading, it's it's it sounds like a rant, but it's really not. It's just I was just thinking. Remember, like a year ago when everybody lo- was like getting into arena and just raving about it. Every every arena was awesome. Arena, I mean us too. I mean, ev- include yeah. us in everybody. Um, mm-hmm. And some people were, were pointing out And I thought wisely so uh, I hope this doesn't just Have to do with the fact Like Arena Success doesn't just have to, to do With the fact that Standard also happens to be good right now Because if Standard is bad How does that work for Arena. Fast forward 1 year later, standard is awful. <laughs> and I don't know. I mean, are people I would love to see the numbers for Arena right now like um compared to last year or maybe in, I don't know if you uh compare the numbers of of games to the number of actual players that, you know, registered users of Arena um because last year it wasn't it was still an open beta, but uh so the number of users was a lot less, but and as far as, like, how many of those users were constantly playing, it was a lot more. I, I would I would hope, or not hope, I would think. Uh, right now, I don't think anybody wants to play Standard. Like, really, I, I don't know anybody that's, like, excited to play Standard. I think there are people excited to play in the Mythic Championship this weekend, which is Standard. But I don't think the, that Standard itself is the reason. Um,
1: no. And- I, so I'm excited to brew standard decks in a vacuum. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I'm really excited about the card pool available right now to me Mm -hmm. uh, to brew. Um, However, I feel like the format is very much singularly focused on, like, one or two cards. Right. Um, And I think that the format's very much, like, uh, homogenous and, like, not very exciting. But I'll be honest, like, I almost... I feel that way more... Than most. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, I, I feel like I come to that conclusion faster than the general public. Uh-huh. Um, so, if the general public is there, then it's got to be bad. Right. Although, again, like I said, I've had little time to actually play the format. And, like, the few times I do, I'm, like, stuck in bronze because I just have no time to play. Right. So, I'm not playing against the top tiers, you know, let's be real. Uh, and I'm not the top tier myself. So, uh, it's about fair in terms of where I'm at. Right. But,. Uh, but I'm sure that, like, when you get to the top levels, like, if I were to, to decide tomorrow, okay, I'm going to grind to Mythic this season, um, I imagine that, you know, I would hit a wall where the wall was uh, full of elks. Yeah.
0: You know what I mean? like, an elk wall, yeah.
1: Yeah, so... Um,
0: wall of elks. I they know. should print that in an unset coming up. I really think that would be... <laughs> I,
1: sometimes I'm curious, you know, based on the fact that um, Wizards has done nothing... Uh, to address uh, Oko mm-hmm. um, Sometimes I wonder if the only metric um, Wizards cares about on Arena Is how many gems have been purchased You yeah. know what I mean?
0: Yeah,
1: it could um, be. And, I, and I'm not even saying that's a bad thing for them As a, as a corporate, you know I don't know what their corporate structure looks like mm-hmm. You know, I don't know what they depend on um, For the success of the game Or what they judge the success of the game on Um, And specifically with Arena, I don't know how they gauge that success. Like, if it is players playing games or if it's, like, literally just amount of dollars spent in our store. You know what I mean? Like, they sure have introduced a lot of cosmetics and a lot of things that encourage players to buy more gems and spend them on things. And I think that, like, from there... They don't care what you do with it. They don't care if you put those sleeves on, like, a draft deck or a standard deck. Right. You know? Um, I really feel like, because, like, standard games are free, grinding to Mythic is, like, 100% free if you grind and, you know, use your wild cards correctly. Yeah. Um, it can be completely free. It's really surprising to me how uh, how little attention I feel is given to limited Lately, I feel like limited is being almost pushed out of the game, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, I like, you know, how many times you see players, um, posting their, uh, I got to mythic, you know, and you say make that little screenshot Mm -hmm. and you see like mythic and then for limited it says exclamation point, you have not played a single (laughs) game of limited. You know what I mean? Like, you know, how many times you see that, right? Like, that is so sad to me and like. (laughs)
0: <laughs> but it's partly Sorry, arena though It's partly because arena is It's bot drafting Like you're not It's not a real yeah. draft Like people don't want to do that And I think that's But
1: they are real games of limited When it comes down to sure. it You know what I mean You are still building a deck From a limited card pool And playing against other players right. Who had roughly the same experience as you You know what I mean Like mm-hmm. I know in a draft In like a proper draft Where you're playing against The people in your pod You're going to get You know you're going to have a decent idea of what's in that pod and etc etc but honestly I've never been able to like interpret that information too accurately when I play anyway you Mm. know what I mean I'm just like focus on what you got focus on what you see in your pack and don't worry about what other people have you know what I mean like you know obviously you know if you open a bomb and it's not in your colors and you pass it you know the person to your left probably has that bomb you know what I mean like but other than that like I don't care what your archetype is you know I gotta make my deck better right um you know uh so i don't know i mean like i wish uh, uh, but it seems like but also you know yes it is bot drafting but it seems like they're in absolutely no rush to correct that you know what i mean like there just seems like there's no motivation whatsoever to um to take the next step into making limited actually viable um and like uh an accurate simulation Mm -hmm. um on Arena, which is which is sad, you know. Um, they released that PTQ list where it was like play, you know, stores from all over the country are picking their four, they can choose whatever format they want, and there was one limited PTQ in the entire country. Yeah, you know, yeah,
0: that's, that's bad. It definitely looks bad. Uh, I mean, um, I have, but, I've but, never but looked like you, at it,
1: but with standard being so bad right now, where do you go? You know what I mean? And that's right. why I'm curious, that's why I'm surprised. That if Standard really is as bad as they say, and if Pioneer is really, like, taking over Standard uh, events, um, why aren't they trying to fix it? And that makes me think, like, if they're not trying to improve Limited then, or trying to fix Standard, uh, and they're only putting Brawl in Arena, I just found out one day a week!
0: (laughs) It's only available on Wednesdays, Joey. Why? That, is, that seems really weird, right? Like, shouldn't you what? just be able to play it? Like, you're like, whatever? oh, here's an
1: exciting new format. Hope it's Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> somebody was like... Basically. So they just banned Oko in Brawl. And somebody was like, okay, well, okay, so we've got the banned list for Brawl. Uh, the banned list is Sorcerer, Spyglass, Oko, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, like, I don't understand, like, so, I mean, like, like... If they're not doing anything to fix any of the formats on Arena, that must be the only metric they look at, right? Like, well, you spent gems on on sleeves. Who cares what the formats look like? You know, I don't know. Um, but uh, but we have um, we've been talking about solutions to standard um, that that are that go outside of banning specific cards. Yeah. Um, d- tell me about the first one because I actually think that this is. Um, ridiculous but anyway go on
0: (laughs) well let's see it 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 might sound ridiculous but so did a musical about alexander hamilton anyway (laughs) um (laughs) i one of my solutions and i'm not how
1: do you distribute a musical about alexander hamilton though what's that alexander alexander alexander
0: alexander uh, anyway. <laughs> um, the, th- this isn't my idea alone Other people have brought this up In fact, I think Matt brought it up in our Discord uh, Something like this and, and I heard it. other people mentioning something like it And I was kind of thinking about it I think they mentioned it on Arena Decklist's uh, podcast And I think MTG Goldfish podcast might have mentioned it But this idea that rather than banning a card Or making, cha- changing it via errata uh, a lot of the, the comparison being made right now is so many other games especially on mainly online games
1: yeah games can, that have no physical component Go exactly. on Exactly
0: games that have no physical component can release a patch uh, mm-hmm. sometimes it's just to fix a bug or bugs but sometimes it's like oh this character or whatever element of the game is too powerful we need to change it and they essentially errata it via patch by a patch yeah exactly so we can't do that with a paper game Because of the lead time Like That's usually what it is It's kind of like, okay, this card is a problem If I design an answer for it today When's the next time when, when can we get this card Into circulation in print And it's like, probably not for Six to nine months So, so it's kind of pointless um, And so the My thought process was Well What if they could do this They can introduce a card into the format via what I'd call it a patch pack. Um, Mm -hmm. Introduce a card into the format on off cycles, not in another set, just released. It would have to be a reprint because this card would have to already have supply. That way they could say, guess what? Field of the Dead is a problem. Um, Field of Ruin is now legal and standard so you can play it and we will we are going to print patch packs and i don't know what the lead time would be on that but those would be distributed to to game stores or you could order them directly from wizards for free this was just my solution to to introducing these things into the format getting getting cards out there where they need to be outside of a set and um, there needs to be an existing supply. And, yes, I understand it sounds ridiculous to to say something like we're going to just print these cards up and distribute them for free.
1: Doesn't just sound ridiculous, Joey. Um, I, is ridiculous. Well,
0: hold on. I want to hear why it's ridiculous. I understand. <laughs> okay. my, my, but but I, let me finish real fast. I mean, I don't have much more to say. the The idea is banning is like the worst case scenario for Wizards, except for like, you know some kind of natural disaster that takes out the entire building and every file they have. But you know what I mean? Like in terms of making their game, banning a card in standard even, and that card being a chase mythic is absolute worst case scenario. Banning Oko, Oko being a problem, worst case scenario. This might be ridiculous, but is it worse than banning your face planeswalker when you could say X card that was printed in the last, you know, five years is now in standard and legal as of next Friday. And we are going to flood the market with them so that as soon as we possibly can, so that the price doesn't go nuts because everybody needs them. Um, also, you wouldn't necessarily be like, well, Oko is a problem. Let's print Jace the Mind Sculptor as an answer. Like, that's not <laughs> what you would do. You pick a utility card, usually a common or uncommon uh, kind of thing to answer it. Now, I don't know what those car- that card would be for Oko or, or anything. I'm just trying to make a point that you have thousands of cards that you've printed Maybe there already exists some kind of answer. It just doesn't happen to be in the format, but by just declaring this card is now legal, you've avoided having to ban a, a major player in your new set. Um, and as far as like the logistics of printing packs and distributing, that, that part is just a suggested solution. I'm not even really that's a, whatever. I don't, I don't care. My point being, is being like you, you, being able to introduce a new card off cycle is, is the goal here, and to do that, it has to be something that already has supply. They can't, they can't print it quickly. So it has to be something that already exists. Um, and I, I just think that's better than, than the alternative of banning your your chase planeswalker in your new set.
1: So, Strongly disagree. And here's a number of reasons why. For one, how much money do you think it would cost Wizards to develop a a, a miniature pack that contains these cards or whatever uh to print enough of them to distribute them to stores um and 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 do it for free so not making any money back on it like how much money do you think that would cost them for one how much time do you think it actually takes for them to turn that around and get that to actually to print and into stores we know how far in advance they um they do these sets you know how long they're mm. testing them before they put them out now i know that you know, but, but also, we also know that they finish testing these sets way before they go to print. And it takes forever for them to go to print and get to stores because of how long it takes for them to actually put out a, a card in another set that answers what becomes a problem. So, I mean, there is they could probably truncate that process a little bit, but it's not going to be that much. Uh, second of all, if we already agree that uh, Wizards only cares about the number of gems spent on Arena uh, and not the health of the game, um, they already have your money. Like, they don't care about banning Oko. I mean, first of all, if banning Oko, like I said, is cheaper, and they got to pay someone money to design a pack or whatever. Um, if they don't, like, do whatever process it would be to get the cards into stores for free, you've just made Field of Ruin cost $25 on the secondary market. I mean, look at Manamorphos. It's a common from a set. It's been reprinted. It's like 20 bucks a pop. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like... Um, it's ridiculous Like it's like one of the reasons why Like it's like one of the prohibitive cards For me buying into like modern Because I'm like I don't want to pay $20 for a mana morphos It's like a 25 cent card But the market dictates What that card's actually worth um, And if the, you know you announce Oh we've made this card legal First of all it sells out everywhere Nobody can get it Second of all uh, You know when they, when it does come back in stock It's literally a field of ruin for 25 bucks You know Um, On the secondary market Which is ridiculous And nobody's going to pay it And that's going to make people angry Because mm, we're always angry Um, But second of all Or third of all I guess uh, Let's say you're a heroin dealer Right And you've got like this batch of heroin And you sell it to everybody Everybody's like Ah heroin's sweet And they come back to get more And you sell them heroin And they go And they go Oh this heroin's weaker Sucks Guess what they're going to do They're going to come back And buy more anyway Because they're addicted to heroin So, um It doesn't matter if you ban the card Everyone gets mad They throw up their, I'm never playing Magic again And then they're like, ooh, you going (laughs) F&M? You know, like We say that we're going to quit Magic But it's always an empty threat And they've learned over 25 years That it's always an empty threat That we're always going to come back So they can do whatever they want And we're just going to keep playing Because we're addicted to it, you know Um,
0: I think they, not even you, I a, think you're like there's validity to a lot of what you're saying. I don't think it applies across the board. I don't think they want. I think they do lose players. It just doesn't happen to be they us.
1: Do, but um, they lose players and then gain players. You know, I yeah. mean, like I think it balances out. You know, um, I mean, they've lost some high-profile players over the past year. Mm-hmm. You know, or at least that we know of. If they have if they haven't actually gone back on that and come back and played again. You know, but they've lost players for a number of reasons. Yeah. but it's just like WWE. You know what I mean? Like Wrestler will quit the company, but no one's bigger than the company. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like no one player or even a group of players is bigger than Wizards. You know? Um, they will replace you. You are replaceable. You know, it's that, nobody wants to think that, but it's true. You know, we've there're so many players of magic that like losing a hundred because they're mad about Oko being banned barely makes a dent on the game yep. and doesn't affect their bottom line. At all, you know, because most of the players that would quit because Oka was banned um, will are probably players that only buy singles. They probably only support the secondary market. They probably don't come to drafts. They probably don't, you know, they probably don't buy box booster boxes. You know, like they're not they're not putting money in Wizards' pocket. You know, if anything, Wizards putting money in their pockets from their placements in tournaments.
0: Um, well, I mean, I don't know. you're but, you're ignoring the fact that those cards do come from packs. So if I buy singles, that means the the person i bought from you know star city or cool stuff or whoever they have to buy those boxes so the boxes are being purchased to to, for demand for singles so it's still the same thing you're still putting money but buying a
1: used buying a used cd from soundgarden doesn't uh, affect the billboard charts you know what i mean like it doesn't affect that i mean yeah somebody bought it somewhere but then it could have been sold 10 times down the line sure you know like it doesn't mean that you know um it doesn't mean that you're actually taking money out of a wizard's pocket. It just means that somebody else is going to buy it. But then for every hundred players that quit the game because Oco was banned, you probably get 200 players that want to come back and play because Oko was banned. So, like, for every person that's happy about something, someone else is sad about something. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, it's just how life works. You know, we don't all agree on the same stuff. Right, right. You know, or we would have never had Donald Trump as president. But um. Uh, anyway. Um,
0: so, yeah, I, I don't think – I mean, I know you- – there are there are certainly holes in the idea but i'm trying to the the goal here is to be able to introduce something into the format rather than banning something and i think that that idea i still think is is good and the the logistics idea
1: is good but it's logistically impossible like there's absolutely no way that it would ever happen and especially for wizards because wizards not going to print a card um when they could just get rid of a card and it doesn't cost them any money to do that.
0: Right. Well I mean um, again, this is a, i mean there are other solutions here where it's like, okay, then you charge for for it, right? Like whatever. You can order direct from Wizards for a dollar and shipping, whatever, and then you get four copies of it. And something like that. Now they're making money off of it. They also don't have to don't design anything. To they're throwing cards in an envelope. It doesn't there's no design needed. You just reprint the same damn card. Maybe it doesn't have the same expansion symbol on it. I don't know. It kind of depends on the word Um, you know you
1: get people demanding that other cards get reprinted they're only going to put they're only they make the format what it is you know um you know i think that the i think that the real solution to that is to figure out a way because if they haven't figured out a way to sneak a card into a print run like if they haven't figured out like oh we need field of ruin in the format it's not getting printed till m21 let's Pull it from M21 or maybe leave it in M21, but let's also put it in Theros, you know, if they haven't figured out a way to get a card into a set faster, mm. you know, then they, which they probably should have done multiple times over the years rather than do bannings. If they haven't done that yet, they're never going to. You know, it's just, I mean, that's just the reality of it, unfortunately. I mean, I agree with the idea, and in theory, it's good. And if it were just on Arena, I mean, like, we'd be nerfing cards all the time. Right. Uh, just like they do with Hearthstone. But I think a lot of these ideas come from players who play Hearthstone and who have had this experience, but haven't had to deal with a physical element and the logistics behind that, which I just don't think is, you know, possible. Right. Um, but these are, the, you know, I have a solution.
0: Okay. Just, I'm, um, last thing. I'm just saying. Yeah, so the, the idea, like you said, it's good. It's just the logistics of it. But uh, logistics can be changed, and I think it's still possible that something like this could be a solution if people work hard at it enough. My solution might not be the best version of it, but if if they could make the logistical side of it work, I think that's better than banning. So that, let's. I guess I can I can leave it there, right? Sure, You would disagree sure. with the logistics, right?
1: I disagree with the logistics okay. 100%. Yeah. So Got it. I think it's impossible. Okay. Um, so I have a solution to... Um, Standard bandits. Got it.
0: What's what? What is it?
1: Get rid of standard. It's completely. <laughs> so here's the thing. Look, and it sounds it sounds crazy, right?
0: Yes. But, but I um, love it.
1: go ahead. But like like what? Why are we? Why do we have standard anymore? Like, how many more sets would you really need to pr- to print up on arena to get this thing going? Not too many, you know. Um, not as many as modern, you know. Not as many as legacy. I mean, you don't need to put modern or legacy or all those on arena. Obviously, we would like that, but. If it's not possible or if it's just too many, like, you know, too many hours Mm -hmm. of work to try to make it happen, fine. But you know what? We've got Pioneer, and um, we can do that on Pioneer. Now, you know what else we can do is at this point – so, okay, so let's see. So so if we get rid of standard, what does that say? That says that we lose money on packs, right? Um, I don't know what else that even means. I mean, (laughs) Pioneer is the more popular format right now. So – you have, you have before when I, cause I thought about this back when modern was a thing or when modern came out, you know, what if we got rid of standard, but then you have modern, you have legacy, legacy. There's a huge barrier to entry at this point, And I think legacy is basically obsolete. I don't think that anyone cares about legacy anymore. I wouldn't be surprised if legacy stops getting any sort of support. Of course, I think I also said that years ago, but with another format in between, I think it's even more possible now than ever. Um, I think modern is the new legacy and I think pioneer should be the new modern i think pioneer should be the new standard because so you lose money on packs right so then what you do is you make uh you make limited important again right so limited becomes a thing and limited you know you focus on limited Limited's fun people will buy packs um they've already proven that they're willing to put powerful cards in standard to make them available to older formats that doesn't have to stop you keep doing that uh and that sells you packs uh, but also, we've shown that Modern Horizons, like, so, um, what am I trying to say here? So, Modern Horizons, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, how many times have you drafted that? Oh, never. <laughs> how many packs have you opened?
0: None. I have a box, though.
1: <laughs> you have a box. I bought a box. But you bought a box with no intention of ever playing it in Limited, right? right. Okay. Um, what, is another, what is another set that nobody plays Limited of? What do we always complain about um, every year?
0: I don't, I don't know.
1: Can't. About core set. Oh, yeah. About oh, okay, how okay. uncommons from core set wind up through the roof because nobody ever opens those packs. Right. So what do you do? You make core set like a Pioneer Masters, and you heavily reprint stuff. And you can just, I mean, look, we have the data now. Look, we can, if you have enough data to ban something in two weeks, you have the data to reprint something in a year. You know, so you just make, you just go, okay, what are the best decks in Mo- in, uh, in Pioneer, okay, this, 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 you reprint all those cards, okay? And, like, you just, I mean, you make a set that nobody's going to draft anyway, um, and you don't worry about it being draft. You just mm-hmm. make it basically Chronicles for Pioneer. And you know what? You're going to sell a ton of packs. You're going to sell a ton of gems. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And people are going to open those packs because people don't want those packs, to play with you make it. You know, these, people these are all,
0: want, like I I'm a, on board entirely <laughs> with this. Like and,
1: people like 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 because I mean corset essentially sucks. I mean like look I hate I hate to say it because I actually love corset. Like corset has a really strong nostalgia feel for me, but not for everyone. You know a lot of people think corset is stupid and pointless. Why don't we get rid of corsets? And they did for a while. People woes my corset? You know so they brought them
0: back. Right. Well so the, here's the thing. A couple things. Right. If you can make sets that and, and without the restriction of being draftable, that's a huge. Boon, right That's a, a huge advantage Now you can just put Whatever you want in it Without having to worry About it being balanced And limited because Nobody's going to draft it per- Point taken I love right. that If you're doing, doing it One set a year That's great because You have three other Sets a year that people Can draft The other thing and that, then, that you okay, yeah. Go ahead
1: No I'm saying Along the way But like one of the Things you don't do in those core set, in those core sets, is you don't put cards from like standard like blah blah quote unquote from the last like three four years. You don't put like cards from the last three four years in those sets. You put them only in new packs. So guess what? You know you want uh, OCO for for Pioneer. You gotta buy packs of Throne of Eldraine. I mean, of course right. you can buy them on the secondary market, but that doesn't change anything. People already do that. Right. People who want to crack packs are going to crack packs to get the cards that are Pioneer staples. You can power up. Your formats, you know what I mean? Like, right. you can make limited good, so people want to open packs to play limited. Um, you have a powerful format, so you can power up everything, or at least, you know, not not necessarily power creep, but just printing more powerful stuff, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, that that is in line with the stuff you already have from the previous sets that are legal in Pioneer. Um, and we're not talking about a million years here, you know? What's the earliest set from Pioneer?
0: Uh, Guilt, Return, right? to Ravnica.
1: or Return to yeah, Ravnica, no. which was 2012. Right. You know what I mean? Like, um, we can't keep worrying about sets being too old to make, you know, because time keeps going forward. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you got to pick a point where you can go, okay, from here on, we're going to aggressively reprint. Sorry about your damn luck if you paid top money for these cards, but they're not going to be worth anything in two years. But it's only the last seven years, you know, moving forward. Of sets. You know, if they started reprinting tundras every year, sure, okay, I get that. But this isn't these are not extreme investments. At most these are like fifty dollar cards. Right.
0: You know There's what I mean? Not like even that you're reprinting. Like, right, uh, yeah. exactly. Uh I, I love the idea. And the the other thing, kind of to go back to my point, what if you what if the logistical part of what I was suggesting is is completely gone and you make standard arena only? Now you can patch the format easily by saying it's Arena only. Field of Ruin is now legal instead of banning Field of the Dead. Here it is. You know, like, it's just, you can either, you can just get it. I don't know if they want to, how they want to distribute that in Arena, but my point being, here you now have a patch, like a way to patch things. And Standard exists on Arena because that's what they've made Arena for, but Standard right. doesn't have to be a, a paper format. They can just say, you know what, we're, we're designing... And all I have to do is say this. We're designing standard for to be arena only. If people want to play standard tournaments like in paper, I guess that's fine. But and in that case, then, you know, kind of, it's like it's almost it's not on them. If you say like, OK, we're going to introduce a patch and Field of Ruin is now legal in standard to combat Field of the Dead. Then the paper tournaments are just going to have to live with it. It's kind of like we're not we're not designing for paper. So
1: right. don't worry. Right. You know, we told you we, we warned you.
0: Exactly. So now field of ruin going up to $15 is not a big deal or it's at least not something that a risk that people are uh, you know un, unaware of. And so I think right. making arena that also kind of it just makes arena its own thing and if people want to just play standard they go to arena and they play their standard and if arena if standard is bad they can patch it and and pioneer can be the the focal point of paper formats. And going backwards, pioneer and modern, right? So, and then like you said, right. limited. Um, I don't know. I love that idea.
1: Um, you know, I mean, and and, and, I, and I, I mean, you put pioneer on arena, obviously. You do, you do put it on. Well, here. that would I
0: be mean, nice. Like, yeah, <laughs> that would make you, arena you, you, more. No, you European, have yeah. to
1: if you're gonna if you're gonna make pioneer your premier paper format, then you got to put it on arena too. You know what I mean? Like, I get why modern modern's a little more niche. I mean, it's not super, but. It is, you know, mm-hmm. like it's. In, there is a bit of barrier to entry there. It is a lot of years of sets, so there is a, you know, it's not really the the premier format. If you standard is because that's what sells packs. Right. But if you make Pioneer the set the the format that sells packs, then standard isn't right. Period. You know, like then there you go. You know, you've got you've got a format people want to play that is. Broad enough to allow for, uh, you know, changes, um, like natural changes to the format. Um, It allows for, um, you know, if a banning has to happen, it's because it's a big problem, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, I think it's just I think it's just a better way to go, you know. Um, and I know it sounds crazy because Standard's been a thing for a long time, but Standard also wasn't a thing for a while. You know, like before before they made Type 2, there was just magic. Right. You know, and, and that was fine for a while. Um, and then they created Standard, but just because they created something historic doesn't mean that they have to stick with it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what historic is. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> that's the most pointless format i think ever created that but I can to think.
1: be fair has it even actually launched yet i don't think it's actually launched.
0: i don't know yet. it was standard until throne of Eldrain released like it was identical to standard so i don't know technically right. it launched two years ago um <laughs> but uh, anyway i yeah i don't have really anything to say about historic other than i don't understand why they did it um why they created it that way if they were going to announce pioneer but anyway we're we're Going over up against our wall of elks Here at the end of the episode um, I think part of this stemmed Or at least we were both thinking along the same lines I think I texted you saying Why don't I just stop playing standard If I love Pioneer and Modern so much I might just stop playing standard You know, maybe maybe we should just focus on Pioneer and Modern in, in, on the podcast But uh, And I
1: said, I said I'll said i do you one better well, <laughs> What if Wizard stops standard <laughs>
0: Right, <laughs> exactly So um, anyway yeah i think we just have a last couple of couple of things uh to before we wrap up we have this mystery boosters thing that was announced like back like a month ago or something um and we're gonna find out what it is this thursday november 7th is a sealed event at richmond and it's gonna be uh this mystery, mystery sealed event. So you're going to open packs. You have no, we have no idea what's in them. What this set is? Speculation that it's Pioneer Masters has been shot down. Although they could just call it something else, and it could have cards from Pioneer, or you know, to to feed right. the, the Pioneer demand. Of course, it's hard to tell what the Pioneer demand is. You know, uh, when they're printing up these boosters. So obviously, they had to have, uh, some other kind of thing in mind. Um, they are building kind of a lot of hype around it. Just, just calling it a mystery set automatically adds a lot of hype. So I really hope it delivers because you, you know, it's, it's like the scary monster in a movie, right? Like the, (laughs) or the monster in a scary movie, as I'm trying to say, like, when you don't show it, it's a lot scarier. But then when you show it and you're like, oh, that was it. It was, you know, like <laughs> when it looks like bad, you're like, wow, that was not scary at all. Um, right. So it, I'm, I'm hoping that this is uh, actually something worth all the excitement. Um, and we'll, we'll find out this weekend in Richmond. I'm going to be in Richmond on Saturday. I don't know. Depending on what this is, maybe I'm going to play in one of these events. Um, I'm, I'm certainly highly c- considering it. So. Um, I know
1: Kenny is th- Kenny said he's going to Play in it with Absolutely no yeah. Like peeks at social Media beforehand So yeah that's going To be hard So and- he can actually Go in fully surprised Which is really cool Yeah
0: him and I are Driving down Friday night So we're going to be In the car for three hours And I'm going to have To not tell him What mystery is so, <laughs> Because I'm not Holding back I'm, I'm right. looking at what it is As soon as uh, the Information drops Yeah um, We've got a new pre-constructed unset called unsanctioned, which, you know, I don't know. I don't really ever play the unsets. I don't have time to. I think they're great. But uh, but I thought it was interesting because Medina, John Medina tweeted, like, I'm kind of exhausted. That was one of his responses to this. And I felt like, you know, he's kind of on to something. And then just just so happened, like, yesterday, I think, Saffron Olive was tweeting, gosh, we get so much magic. And it's like, it's probably a good thing, but it really feels like... You're just kind of in a daze, jumping from format to format, from ban list to ban list. I mean, we said at the end of last episode that we were going to try not to talk about bannings this week. Good luck! Like, right. <laughs> we can't. I mean, not only because cards were banned in a format, but like we we have a standard format that essentially is is super likely to be affected by a ban on November 18th or whenever it is. I think it's November 18th. So I don't know. Um, <laughs>
1: but you know what? You know what would make people less exhausted?
0: Delete a format. You,
1: <laughs> well, yeah, well, that, but also if you peppered all these release, all these releases they're putting out every year, you know how easy it would be to slip in a bunch of Pioneer reprints? I mean,
0: that's... You know,
1: like, like these cards could get out there very easily, and it would not be restrictive. It's only seven years of sets, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, oh, like, yeah, yeah,
0: for sure. Um,
1: um, but, like, there's a lot of ways to make it happen, but um, anyway...
0: Uh, so we do have an interplanar beacon this week after not having one for a couple of episodes. Um, uh, but I, because it's it's topical, and I think if if everyone else is as excited about Pioneer as I am, um, we have a dedicated Pioneer podcast uh, right now. Um, they just jumped right on at the day of, of the announcement, I think, was episode one. Tannen Grace and Ross Merriam created Pioneer PioneerCast. Um, the episodes already like um, they've, they're three or four episodes deep. Um, they just released an episode about the Bannings. That's the one I'm listening to now, or I was I, listening to this morning. Like it's I, it's great for Pioneer. Like two really smart players doing a great job. I like, think
1: Tannen's a guild mage. I'm not sure he might
0: be. I, I can't remember, but uh, Tannen's awesome. Like I, I've known Tannen now since like. 2012 uh he was like a runner for one of the new orleans scg events that i was at so i think that's where i met him um but yeah every time i see him great guy like i i I love hanging out with him um it's been too long now but uh but yeah and obviously ross merriam has a ton of uh a ton of experience in this game and being at being like one of the better deck designers and and tuners and i mean he uh his resume speaks for itself so i really uh recommend this podcast if you like pioneer um check it out uh um, yeah, so uh anything you wanted to add, Joe?
1: Uh no, I think I've definitely talked a lot. Yeah, me so. too.
0: <laughs> I mean I talk a lot. <laughs>
1: uh, that's okay. That's kind of the point. <laughs>
0: You're supposed to talk a lot. Uh all right, well then until next time, we're yo MTG Taps.
1: them have it. We